It's the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest, the best-selling author of the Divergent series, celebrating its 10th anniversary with exclusive special editions, and we're going to visit with Veronica Roth. Good morning. Good morning. Veronica, how are you doing? How are things uh, where you are? They're great. I mean, I think we're in the same place. <laughs> so, they're beautiful. It's beautiful here. Oh, are so are you? Uh, you're in the city somewhere. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, it's good to have you on the show. I hope my son is listening because I told him you were going to be on. Your books were were huge with him as a young teenager. Oh, that's great to hear. So, can you walk us back a bit on the uh, the origin of Divergent? Let's get Veronica Ross' origin story. You, how you got your powers as a best selling author, <laughs> and this all began uh, while you're on winter break, your senior year at uh, Northwestern. That's right. Yeah, I took an easier course, course load my senior year of college because I had this story that I wanted to work on. And um, I had a long winter break, and I wrote most of it then, but not all of it. Um, and I thought, well, let's see what I can do with this because I wasn't really expecting much. Um, I was pretty ready for the long haul, but I don't know, right book at the right time, I guess. Was it part of a creative writing project, just something you had an idea for and you went for it? Yeah, it was something I was doing on the side just for fun. So I did major in creative writing. So I was doing a lot of writing for that. Um, but it was a totally different kind. You know, it was like adult literary fiction, um, which is a good tool to have in your toolkit. But I was passionate about writing for young people. And that's what I wanted to do. So I was working on this kind of on the side without telling anyone. <laughs> Well, so senior year, you're writing what will become a hugely popular book series. We have we have a major motion picture coming from the first book, and, and I'm working on a wacky college radio show at the time. I think you might have had a better strategy. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems to have worked out just fine for you, so everyone's got their distinct passion. So you're in your early 20s. You're just out of school. Suddenly you have uh, you have a book deal. The book is out. You're, you've got film rights going on. You're, you're famous. I assume some decent money coming in. Were you at all prepared to handle that, just how quickly everything happened? No. I mean, I think being prepared for that would have been like the height of delusion. Um, <laughs> I was true, just hoping true. that the book would get, would get published, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I tried to take it as it came and focus on the work, and that's seem to work just, just for the most part it works <laughs> you know you can major in creative writing and everyone oh maybe i'll write something and it'll get published but i don't imagine there's anything in it. like nothing really prepares you for what to do when, when things actually work here here's how you become good at what you do here's how you might get a job or, or make a living from it but then no one really prepares you okay and once you do here's some of the things you need to be uh, aware of right well, I remember right after the book sold, I went to like the hobby store in Evanston and um, the guy asked me, uh, the guy at the checkout asked me like, what do you, you know, what do you do for a living? And I was like, oh, I'm a writer. And he said, don't quit your day job. And I was <laughs> like, thanks, man. <laughs> so no, I wasn't ready for it to work. I, I love that advice. I like when people are trying to offer advice, but it kind of comes in the form of a lecture. Yeah. Although, you know, it's not bad advice. Like most writers, it's hard to make a uh, consistent living from it. So most of the writers I know do have day jobs. So it's not, it's not the worst, but it was at the time kind of a weird, <laughs> just a weird moment. I was like, wait, I, but it's working. <laughs> like I've heard that, but if I, I, I do a morning show, so if I quit my day job, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That, that I, I need more specific feedback from those people. 
yeah, like give me help me with my five year plan, right. man. <laughs> so, what does the tenth anniversary event? Obviously, has to be personal and meaningful for you. And then, and then checking out some forums online. This is also a significant milestone for a lot of your fans. It's meaningful for them. Yeah, it feels like if they were there, you know, if they were reading them as they came out. Now they're adults, and it's a little bit. It's kind of fun to revisit the nostalgia for your youth um, at a significant time. And now they're kind of like old enough to reflect on it. And um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's, it's cool to meet someone at a book signing and they're like, I loved your book when I was a kid. And they're standing in front of you as like a full grown adult. Um, it makes me feel old, but also it's really gratifying. As Are you rereading these, preparing for the new edition? I know you have uh, you have special essays in the book. Can you see your 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 skills, your writing strategy improve? Are you picturing yourself? My gosh, I'm so young when I'm writing this. I can't believe I did it. Like what what uh, particularly strikes you as you're preparing for this uh, this anniversary edition? Well, it's particularly interesting because the most recent book that I wrote, which is called Chosen Ones, that came out like the first week of lockdown. Uh, last year, and it's for it's for an adult audience, not for young adults. But it's also set in Chicago, and so comparing the Chicago of Divergent, which feels a little bit dreamlike, I would say, like it's not as uh, kind of concrete. It's further in the future to the Chicago of Chosen Ones, which feels very much like a place that I actually live. You know, where things feel familiar, and it's almost like I'm walking around in it when I'm writing it. I can tell that my skills at you know at world building and at and you know developing characters that feel real. That, that I've grown a lot, you know, just being able to compare the similar settings and kind of the similar themes in the book um, has revealed a lot about, about growth. It's always hard to look back at your old work as a writer because you're like, Ugh. Um, <laughs> you can think about all the things you could do differently, but I'm, I'm still proud of them. Um, but I also recognize that I've done a lot of work since then. I've heard from a lot of authors that uh, it really helps them write, as you say, uh, develop characters paint a picture to have a tactile experience with the place they're writing about you were certainly familiar with Chicago did you still have to feel like you wanted to study you wanted to get study the city more in depth to make it more realistic for your books yeah I've definitely found that to be useful so I think that's one of the sources of the difference I'm talking about I think comes from that like I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and so yeah, me too. my view of Chicago is like as this kind of yeah it's like distant place you know where you go for field trips and stuff true um but then uh as an adult living in the city it just feels a lot different and you understand you know the way it operates in a different way so uh, I think living here has helped uh me to set books here that feel more real that's so funny you mentioned that about field trips because I'm immediately a kid in Aurora and like, ooh, we're going to the zoo or, oh my gosh, we're going to the museum. Yay, but you're right. It was a very special yeah. occasional thing and you'd watch TV and like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe this. I want to live in the city someday. And your friends are like, ooh, that's scary. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> um, how will you, you deal with all that traffic is what I hear from my in-laws. Right. <laughs> like, it's fine, actually. <laughs> Yeah, but Aurora, hey, I know this. But I mostly hear from everybody, it's like, oh, you live in the city. I don't think I could live downtown. I'm like, okay, there's there's more than downtown. There's neighborhoods, and I have trees on my yeah. street and a yard and a garage. Yeah, there's grass here, I promise. Bunnies, even. So you've got a second generation of fans that have grown out uh, of the book with these additions, perhaps even more. Do, do you do anything in particular? Do you Do you nurture a fan base, try to help them grow with you? I mean, uh, 
I feel like they came to me and I wasn't expecting them. No. Um, so I, I don't know that I'm particularly skilled with nurturing them. Um, but I, I feel like the, my most recent book is kind of like a spiritual sequel to Divergent because, you know, when the book came out, all those readers were young and they were reading about this like kind of chosen one narrative, like the special girl who saves the world. And then Chosen Ones, the book is about like 10 years later after you've saved the world, like what do you do when you've achieved probably the biggest thing that a person can achieve? Like how do you move forward? So it felt a little like I was trying or I was aging up with my readers, my divergent readers who are yeah. now adults and maybe want to read about something a little bit different, um, a little more reflective of their age. So um, it wasn't on purpose, but that's just how, how it works. Sure. And you've got the 10th anniversary of the Divergent series. It is out in exclusive anniversary special editions. The author, of course, uh, is my guest and fellow suburban native, Veronica Roth. And thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me.